Hey you guys, I hope you guys are doing good. Oh my gosh, I have a headache. Like it just like kicked in like literally 10 minutes before I went live. Y'all not been editing. I had did a deep dive video. So if you're not aware, the new deep dive for the month of August is out. It is called Forever Young, The Chase for Immortality. So it's a really good deep dive. So if you guys have not seen it, please watch it. It's available to all the Patreon, YouTube members, and the Discord members. Y'all like the hair? Thank y'all. I wanted it short. Um, I did, what I do? I did like orange and burgundy highlights. Yes, and then I cut it. Because you know, sometimes you don't want a lot of long weave. Sometimes 20 inches is just too long. Sometimes we just want something short and sweet. You know what I'm saying? About 10 inches, okay? <laughs> that sounded so sexual. Y'all remember people got mad when I was like, the average man is 10 inches. <laughs> oh, that brother said 50 bucks. It was like, 10, you're spreading lies. I'm only five inches long. <laughs> but yeah, you know, sometimes we just want it short, cute, and sassy, Okay. I wanted, you know, just a little short, you know, something small, a little short, 10 inches. <laughs> I hope y'all are doing good. Happy Wednesday. I cannot. <laughs> Why am I being messy? The show just started, honey. I don't know, Chad. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's nice to have, you know, short hair every now and then. But um, yeah, man, I was editing for like two days straight and when I do my deep dives, it's just a lot of work between the research, the editing, and then some of the topics get very dark. So it just ends up taking like a toll, like on my brain, on my head. I be having headaches and stuff. So I, I'm, I'm really, I think I'm gonna need a, like a, an a editor. So I'm looking, I'm currently looking for like another editor that can help edit some stuff because I want to do some other series on my channel and podcast um, that I'm working on. And I've been talking about this for a while, but I just have to like start writing everything out and putting it together and stuff like that. So I am going to need some help. So, but I'm reaching out to a few people. Um, but yeah, if you're an editor and you know how to edit, you know what I'm saying? Let me know, email me. But um, yeah, I can't use anything with uh, NSID, ibuprofen. I can't use any of that stuff. I had to, I can only use uh, the caffeine based headache medicine. So that's what I was searching for. You know what I'm saying? These kids just take stuff, move it around the house. So I found some and I took some, but I can only take like a specific type of like headache medicine. But um, I hope y'all are doing good. We got over 3,000 people in here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So it's a lot to talk about. It's a lot of bullshit going on, okay? In these damn internet streets, it's a lot to get into. Um, let me read a few of these super chats here. Uh, let's see. Darcy Casey says, how do I save my spot on the VMO app? I keep losing my spot in the video because I can't watch it in one sitting. Love you. Thanks for all you do. I'm not sure. I usually, um, what I usually do if I want to come back to a spot, I take a screenshot. So that might be the easiest. Pause the video, take a quick screenshot. So then you know when to come back. But I don't know. Um because I don't really use the VMO app. I just use it on the desktop, so I'm not sure. But thank you. 
Uh, Sasha Smith said 9.99 says I watched the deep dive twice. Love, love, loved it. The Nigerian forest creeped me out. Wow. Stay blessed and keep them coming. Thank you so much. It was crazy talking about the Soka Forest of Horrors because a lot of people had never heard of it. And there's a lot of things like, Chad, I could do a whole damn deep dive on Nigerian, like, crazy ritual stories, you know? Sometimes we have those topics on the Discord, but a lot of times I don't really like to talk about it publicly because they're very dark. They're very dark and they're true. You know, that's the disturbing thing is like, like I said in the deep dive, these are things that nightmares are made of. And um, I, I think a lot of it goes back to human harvesting and people paying these poor villagers money to hunt each other. You know, they're, they're basically... In, in the trade of selling body parts. And if you end up being an unfortunate victim, it's, it's very real, you know? And on top of that, money rituals are just going around crazy all over Africa, really, like in several different countries, not just Nigeria, but in a lot of countries. So yes, yeah, a lot, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot, Chad. I could do a few deep dives on some of these damn money ritual stories, but they're very creepy though to like just think about and to edit and things like that. But yeah, everything about that forest was true. You know what I'm saying? So, oh my God. <laughs> um, yep. And Sierra Leone, Ghana. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of those rituals taking place, unfortunately. But um, TJ says, T, your progress is unmatched. Thank you so much, TJ. Appreciate you. Chris Sharp says, T, you inspire me to keep going. Love you. Love you too. And thank you so much, Chris. Thanks for coming through. Um, Bubbles activated said, hey, T, I'll catch the playback. I like to listen to you when I'm cleaning or at work, and I need something to get me by. Love you. Love you, too, and thank you for coming through. Appreciate you. So let's go ahead and talk about this whole Andrew Tate situation, right? So Andrew Tate has been going viral for a while now. I've heard, him, I've heard of him off and on, but I really didn't pay him too much attention until my 16-year-old, my youngest son, started talking about him and was like, oh, do you watch Andrew Tate's videos? He's all over TikTok and he's getting so popular. Everybody's following him. So now, you know, as a mom, I'm curious, like, okay, well, the fact that all you 16-year-olds are following him, what is this man saying? And, you know, of course he's not talking about, you know, bettering yourself and treating each other right. Oh, no, he's a misogynistic pig, Okay. I mean, everything he's talking about is just very vulgar. You know, he very much talks down to women. He feels like women are just sex objects. You know, he can cheat. When he cheats, when he's fucking, it's exercise. But when a woman cheats, she's just a whore who needs to be dumped. I, I just don't get, the, you know, I just don't get it. I don't, I don't get the correlation how, you know, it's okay for one, but not another. It's okay for a man to have all these girlfriends and side chicks. But if a chick wants to have the same and wants to have a bunch of side dudes, it's an issue. You know, so a lot of the stuff that he says to me was coming off for shock value. But as we know, we have a lot of incels online. We have a lot of men online, um, you know, who, who worship these type of men who praise them, who see nothing wrong. And I believe a part of that worship is because of the wealth. You know, when you have money and you're riding around in Lamborghinis, you know, and Bugattis and all this stuff, people are going to pay attention to you. This was just some broke man frying chicken at KFC. Nobody would give a shit about what he had to say. But once you mix wealth, you know what I'm saying, with like this whole, 
machismo, um, overly masculine energy, people are going to pay attention to you. Now, what was very interesting to me is that um, what I didn't realize until like a few days ago is he's half black. He's one of those very racially ambiguous biracial people. If you guys don't know, uh, the rabbit hole goes deep with this guy. His father is a black man. Um, He's a chess champion at that. His name was Emery Tate, but he's a chess champion. A lot of people think that Andrew Tate and his brother are just two white guys, you know, possibly of Italian descent. But I'm no, they're they're biracials. So let me go ahead and show y'all this. Yeah, he's biracial. He has a black father. The black father got kinky hair. He's kind of light skinned, but the daddy is definitely black. And he's one of like the top black chess players in the world. But this is his father. Let me see if I can click on this here. So I can show y'all a bigger uh, picture here. Oh, come on. Let's see. Hopefully it comes up. But yeah, his daddy is, is Emery. Emery Tate. Now, okay, now the picture don't want to come up. Let me go back to Google. See if I, if I can pull up another one. See, that's his dad. Him and his brother look like twins. Uh, Tristan, I believe that's his brother's name. Okay, so he's worth $30 million. But that was him as a baby. You know, he like a little white or Italian kid. Um, but that's his daddy. See, the sister's darker. That's why I say biracial people can come out looking any type of way. The sister is darker. Uh, she looks biracial. Yet the two boys are very light. They look ambiguous. They look like white boys. I, I did not even realize he had any black in him until I started researching. But they have more of their mother's features. Um, but yeah, he's a biracial, but if you look at him, like I said, he looks more Italian, you know what I'm saying? He's always, he's six foot four, uh, body on point. He's not ugly. You know, he's a handsome guy. You know, you got to look like something on social media. You can't be ugly and talking shit now. And if I gonna listen, um, so he's a handsome guy, nice body. He has money, you know? And so he's been saying a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's, um, mixed. <laughs> Um, I didn't say he was black. I don't claim biracial people as black. So don't put words in my mouth. I said he's, his father is black. I didn't call him black. To me, he's very racially ambiguous. So to me, phenotypically, I don't consider him a black man. And for what I've seen, I don't think he claims to be black. He's not one of those biracial people talking about I'm black. And he goes off of what his phenotype looks like. And I'm not mad at him. So, um, well, y'all can Google his daddy. They said that the daddy was the first black chess champion. Maybe the dad is mixed, and that's why he's so light. That would make sense. But from what Wikipedia and what they're saying online, he was the first black chess champion in America. So, child. I don't know. Either way, like I said, the Tate brothers are racially ambiguous. And so they've been just viral for saying a lot of stuff. I don't want to play the things that he said because I don't want them, you know, I already got issues with my channel. They stay demonetizing everything I post, including my live streams at this point. So I don't want to play none of his clips. But they've accused him of S trafficking. They've accused him of the R word. He was raided recently. And so as of about two days ago, they've totally deplatformed him. OK, they gave him the Alex Jones treatment where they basically deplatformed him on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram and now YouTube. So he posted one final video yesterday it was like an hour long. I didn't watch the full video because I had better shit to do, but it was about an hour long and he was kind of stating his case. Um, now, a lot of people are very torn about this because they feel like once again, this is censorship. 
you know, he should be, he, he should have the right to say what he wants to say. It's your choice as a viewer if you want to sit and listen. And I, I can agree with that somewhat. Okay. Y'all know I'm all about people having the freedom to express themselves. But again, like I always say, with freedom of speech does not make you free from consequences. And he does say a lot of problematic things. And the problem is a lot of young people, especially, like I said, teenage boys, like my kids' friends' ages are watching him. And a lot of times they don't know if he's really being for real, if he's saying stuff in jest and saying stuff for shock value. A lot of kids and young people, college age boys, they hang on to the words of people like Andrew Tate and, you know, other people that go viral for saying the same thing on social media. So they've shut him down. Now, I will say this. What I find very interesting, I'm going to come back to that point. They shut him down. He's being accused. There's a video going around where he's supposedly beating this girl. It's his girlfriend. And he's, you know, uh. I'm going to see if I can play a little bit of it. I'm going to play a snippet. He just says a lot of wild stuff. I just don't want this stream to get banned. Okay, anyways, just hold on. Okay, he's muted right now, but he says a lot of wild stuff. But let me try and find that video. Where did it go? Okay, so this is the video. I haven't muted, but basically this is a girlfriend, and he's hitting her you know, smacking her. He's talking crazy to her, but okay. Oops. Upon further research, the girl that was in that video has come out and she has stated that it is role play that she was not harmed. She's a freak. She likes getting her ass smacked and getting choked out. Hey, I'm not mad at her. That's what gets you off this business. So she's come out and, um, She's talked about this not once but twice. I'm going to play what the girlfriend has to say really quick here. I believe it's safe to play her words. Okay, so that's the ex-girlfriend. And then, hold on. Zero. The only video of me and a woman in consensual acts, she came forward and said it was a game. Hi. I'm pretty sure many of you have seen a video of agitating a woman. I'm coming forward for a second time to just clarify and let everybody know it was nothing but a consensual foreplay that we like doing, that I was into, that I wanted. Was not abused. There was no physical domestic violence happening. It was a consensual. Okay, so y'all just heard that. I don't know what's up with the feed the children background music. In the eyes of an angel. Like we didn't need the background music. Whoever put that there. <laughs> so with the, with the feed the children music. Okay, so they're saying that you know it was the girlfriend. It was consensual. So there's a lot of nuances with this whole situation with Mr. Tate, right? Like I always tell people, we live in a world, you know, with social media where everybody wants to go viral. People want to be famous. And the quickest way to become famous is shock factor, saying stuff that you don't necessarily believe in, but you want to, you know, have shock value. That's the same way Kevin Samuels blew up. 
Remember when he was just sitting in his car, just talking about just regular old shit. No one cared. Nobody cared. But then when he started going in on black women and just, you know, just going in constantly, he started getting traction because a lot of the things he was saying was for shock value. And I believe that is the same thing with Andrew Tate. And this is what I always tell people. However you introduce yourself to social media, to the Internet world, unfortunately, is the persona that you're going to be forced to stick to. Okay, so if you're introducing the world to you as I'm this rich asshole and if you have an opinion that's different than mine, that's just because you're poor. You're not shit. If you don't have a Lamborghini or a Bugatti, you're beneath me. Um, you know, I fuck bad bitches. I pimp girls out on OnlyFans. You know, I, I, I make girls, uh, have sex on camera and then I get the money and all my girlfriends are my property. And, you know, he said a lot of things for shock value. And the more I watched him, I'm like, this dude does not even believe the stuff that he's saying. This is just to hype him up, get him viral. Cause one of the main things that my youngest was explaining to me is that a lot of kids were re-uploading his videos. Why? Because he asked his fan base to chop up his videos, re-upload them onto TikTok, and he would not copyright them. He wouldn't strike them down. They would be able to get paid too. So a lot of young kids were able to get paid off of Andrew Tate content, and it helped push him through the algorithm. So you have a bunch of high school kids, college kids, chopping and screwing up his videos, re-uploading them, and that helped push him through the algorithm. At the beginning of August, he was one of the most Googled people in the world. He surpassed Kim Kardashian and Donald Trump. So his, his whole mentality of hustling and getting, you know, really a buzz, creating this buzz, it actually worked for him right? Because he was saying all this outrageous stuff. And then at that point, he was invited onto like the Logan Paul show, you know, their podcast, and he was on all types of other podcasts, you know, spewing the same stuff, right? But what happens is with that attention also comes bad attention, because he was saying a lot of things that now you're, you're, you're involving governments, when you're saying that you live in Romania because you're able to pay off the politicians and the police and that you can get away with S assault and different things towards young girls out there because you can just bribe them. Now you're stepping into hot water. OK, now you're writing checks that your ass can't cash cash. OK, so I believe this is what's going on with him now. He done, he talks too much. That's the problem. Okay, he's looking for social media validation and money because on top of him running his mouth, he also was selling $50 memberships to his discord and in his discord, he was supposedly giving folks tips on how to become rich and be like him. But the tips that he was giving folks, you literally can Google on Google and find those same tips. He was basically doing an MLM, you know what I'm saying? And thousands of people. Yes. 50 bucks a month. Y'all be crying about $5. There are people charging 50 to hundred bucks for their discord and they don't do no types of group activities, no types of nothing. It's just when you go into his discord, it don't look nothing like mine. He has a few rooms. There's no real engagement. He's not in there. He's not talking to any of these young boys who have paid money to go into his discord server. So he's basically using these people as an ends to a mean. And then he gives them um, like this affiliate link. 
So when you upload his videos, you provide the affiliate link. And if people join your affiliate link, then they now come become subscribed to you and underneath his program. So he has like this whole MLM money marketing scheme that he does. On top of that, he has another thing that he sells to a bunch of, you know, uh, incels and fuck boys, uh, a class for $5,000 a month. It's a secret society. He calls it his own version of the Illuminati. And basically for five grand a month, you can join his, you know, boys club. And it's so secret. He can't explain to nobody what it is. Now, I try to search to see, you know, if people have actually paid for it, if they gotten their money's worth. I can't really find anybody who's paid for this $5,000 a month club. So, but I'm sure some people joined. I just, I haven't seen any reviews is what I'm saying. But yeah, he was made, he makes close to, I want to say, maybe 300000 if not more, a month. Just from this MLL scam and that five grand per person boys club that he's running. So he's making all this money. Plus, he's supposedly pimping girls on OnlyFans and all this stuff. He's talking about paying off, you know, government entities. He was doing too much. Now, I, I watched CoffeeZilla's video, but he only talked about the Discord. I didn't see where he paid $5,000 to join the boys group. Maybe that was another video. The one I saw was only about the Discord server. I didn't see the one about the boys group. Um, so, yeah, so this dude has just been, like, really using his fans to, like, just line his pockets. And he's saying the most outrageous stuff. And what happens is that these fans not parrot that. They go around and they say this to young girls and, you know, they feel like that's how you're supposed to behave and that's how you're supposed to treat young girls and women. Now, what I find very interesting about this whole situation is um, they have literally shut him down all over social media. OK, because what I notice is most of the women that he's talking about and that he's disrespecting are white women. OK. Young white girls. Some are American, some are Romanian, some are, you know, whatever, Italian, whatever. But the common consensus is that these are young white girls that are being taken advantage of by him, that are being disrespected. You have young white boys who are watching his videos, looking up to him, disrespecting white women. My point of saying that is this, okay? When you disrespect, white women and white girls, things get shut down. How many people do the same thing disrespecting black women and black girls? Nothing happens to them. They're all up and down YouTube. They're not deplatformed. Because again, you can disrespect black women and young black girls and no one gives a shit. Look how many years R. Kelly was out here doing bullshit and he's just now seeing justice. This man has been on the internet for the past I would say he's really been viral about the past six months to a year. And a year is probably stretching it. He's really been going viral about six months. And within that time, they have deplatformed this man. They say you will not be corrupting the white youth. You will not be disrespecting our white daughters. And I'm not mad at that. Don't, don't think I'm coming at this from like a racist standpoint or nothing like that. I'm not mad at that. I respect that. That is what us in the black community should do as well. We should not be sitting here allowing people to disrespect their own. It just does not make any sense. And that goes for both genders. I don't care if it's black women up here disrespecting black men and vice versa. But the point is, 
when it came to him and his antics, they shut him down. They said, you're not going to do that. You're not going to push that type of narrative that young white girls are whores to just be used and disposed of like, like garbage. There's so many think pieces on this guy. It's insane. How many think pieces are on Andrew Tate? So now, of course, he's, you know, crying a river and it's a conspiracy and, um, you know, uh, bring out the tiny violins and it's the Illuminati. Everybody's just trying to censor him. And it was all an act. It was all an act. I was just joking and people are taking it seriously. Again, sir, this is why you have to be careful what you ask for. Because you asked for the fame, you asked for the notoriety, you did things to go viral, but that wasn't really the real you. Just like the, the pretty white girl just said in the, in the Twitter video, that was my boyfriend, we're still good friends. That was just sex play. But again, we live in a world now where you have grown adults, because he's a grown man, are so enamored with social media fame, going viral, that they're willing to do anything. And then we get mad at the children. That's why I never understand. We get mad at the children and you have grown adults participating in the fuckery, saying anything they can, doing whatever they can to go viral and people run behind it, support it, push it through the algorithm, share it and everything else. And then we get mad when 16, 17, 18 year old young men and women follow suit. So I don't feel bad for him. Do I think that that's the real him and that's really how he thinks? No. I believe it was a persona, just like Alex Jones came out. Now the son, he done been sued for millions of dollars. Oh, all of a sudden, you know, it was just a persona. And, you know, that's not really the real me. Again, you got to watch how you introduce yourself to the world. Because however you introduce yourself to the world, you can't then just switch up. People will not allow you to switch up. He can't now come on social media and be like, well, I'm really a good guy. And I don't believe all this stuff I was saying. Too late. Too late. So I believe this is going to really affect not only his income, because now they're shutting down his social medias and everything else, but it's really going to affect the way people are looking at him because now he's having to admit that that's not the real him. He's never engaged in the things that he's been talking about. And that's the part that's scary. You've never engaged in abusing women. You've never engaged in choking them and pimping them out and doing all this and that, but you sold a fantasy to young men that this was the way to get girls. This was the way to be an alpha male. This was a way to, you know what I'm saying, basically present your dominance and your masculinity. And you not even standing in that shit. I just find it very interesting. I find it very interesting. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, somebody said you don't charge $5,000 for jokes. Exactly. You know, now he wants to walk everything back because, again, this is an international story. So now all these governments are looking at this one man and saying, is there truth to what he's saying? Is he really pimping out young girls? Is he really S trafficking? Is he involved in human trafficking? And as you guys know, that is no joke. If you get a human trafficking charge, you can kiss your freedom goodbye. They're not playing with that human trafficking no more. You want to be a pimp, you better make sure you stay in the four corners of your city because the second you take them girls outside the city limits into another state, they're not hitting you with pimp charges. It's human trafficking charges. 
There have been DMs of him going into pretty girls DMs and saying, hey, come out here to Romania. These DMs are on TikTok. So now he's being investigated and is getting scary. But again, he put out a persona out there that he wasn't really living. He wanted all that smoke. And now that the smoke has come to his door, now he's trying to put it out. Well, it's a little bit too late for that. So it's going to be very interesting to see where this ends up taking him. You know, what ends up happening to him with all of this. Give me just, let me read some of these super chats here. Um, my screen refreshed. Will S and $10. Thank you for the super sticker. Appreciate you, love. Um, the motherland sent 1999 says live while at work again. Just wanted to pop in and show some love. You had the gift of sight team. May you continue to be blessed. P.S. I'm finally a member. Yay. Thank you so much for joining the membership and definitely enjoy the deep dive videos. Thanks, sis. Um, Robin G. sent 499. He says, isn't this the man who said women who are sexually assaulted should take responsibility for it? Yeah. Yep. He also blamed women for being as assaulted, um, said it's their fault and they should take personal responsibility. So again, he's basically just saying anything to go viral. Again, shock value. But when you meet a lot of these folks and you talk to them behind the scenes and you talk to them off of YouTube, a lot of times you find out a lot of these folks are not like that in real life. They're probably some of the most reserved, quiet people. But once that camera comes on, it's a whole nother story. But yeah, that's the man. That's the man. Um, let me see here. Missy Queen says, love you too. Been following for years now. Love from Angola. Thank you so much, sis. Appreciate you. Thanks for coming through. Um, Nellie Williams says, T, I just watched the new deep dive. It was excellent. I appreciate the hard work that you put into making these videos. Thank you for all you do. You are so welcome. And thank you so much for watching. Um, a Thousand Sky says, hey, Auntie, I'm a regular watcher from South Korea. Just became a member of your YouTube channel. I'm here for these deep dive videos and to show some extra love. Thank you so much, sis. Appreciate you. And thanks for coming through. Uh, Brooke Portley sent five, says I'm going to catch the playback. I'm in Vegas for my birthday tomorrow, but just wanted to say, hey, you look amazing. Love the fit. Thank you. And happy birthday, sis. Thanks for coming through. Um. Let's see here. Andy Lopez says, I love watching your deep dive videos. Keep them coming. They're definitely something that allows me to think. Thank you. I'm so glad you're enjoying the deep dives. I'm going to definitely keep them coming. So thank you. Uh, Chris Sharp sent 20 says, hey, T, I'm a longtime supporter, longtime listener at my job. I told one of my regular customers about you and she came out on your podcast about pedo dolls. I love you, T. I got wigs and the wigs heads you can have. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Let's see here. Clayton Chester says, finally caught alive. Love you, T. Crazy that you're talking about Andrew Tate. When I watched a deep dive on him today, sending you love and protection. Can you scream? <laughs> what the blood clots? <laughs> I had to try to read what you wrote. <laughs> boom, boom. Must be Jamaican or something. Thank you for the super chat, love. <laughs> Y'all are a mess. But yeah, the, the whole Andrew Tate saga is going to be very interesting to watch. And I think it's a cautionary tale. You know, it's a very cautionary tale for people who want to go viral on social media by any means necessary. Um, sometimes it's just better to just 
have a steadily slow rise. Because if I had to go viral and get millions of followers and watchers by just making up stuff and saying outlandish things that then get international governments raiding my home and looking at me, you know what I'm saying? Like some type of trafficker. I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth it. And it's sad because he's not the first one. There's been so many other of these so-called masculine male, you know, gurus who have done the same thing where they just kind of showboated their lifestyles and, you know, made people feel like if you're not making, you know, 500,000 a year, you're not shit. If you don't have the latest cars and if you're not dressed in designer, you're not shit. And that's kind of sad that that's the mentality they want to put out there, especially the young people. Where's a 16 year old supposed to get a Bugatti? Where are they supposed to like hustle where they can make that much money? You know what I'm saying? A year. Just because you don't make that doesn't mean that you're beneath him or anybody. So I, I just find a lot of his talking points just really disturbing. Like for real, for real. Um, let's see here. I Green Tech sent 999 says, Hey T, this is my first super chat. I live here in Houston and come outside after working out with two fresh band-aids taped to my calves. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Two fresh band-aids taped to my car doors. It was half, it was blocked. Um, I immediately grabbed my Glock and a paper towel to remove them. Uh-uh. Ooh, we don't tell them they out there putting uh fentanyl on bandages. Yeah, that, that the human trafficking is no joke. People have to really watch that. So I'm glad you're able to just, you know, get it off. I think in a minute, people are gonna have to travel with some type of like gloves and then just open their car door with gloves because it's getting that crazy out here. But thank you for the super chat. Um, let's see here. Joshua Gray says, Hey T, thank you for going live on my 22nd birthday. I've been watching since I was 13. Just grateful. Uh, just graduated college in May. You have been an impact and a role model in my life. That is awesome. And happy birthday to you. Thank you so much. And congratulations on graduating college. That is awesome. See, y'all are doing the damn thing. I love my tea sippers. They're handling their business. So yeah, it's so like I said, as far as the whole Andrew Tate thing, um, he's very lucky that the girl is coming out and, you know, defending him. But we don't know if just because it was role play with her, could other women come out and say something differently? And that's probably what he's scared of. You know, that there's going to be a lot of women coming out and some could be telling the truth. Some could be making up stuff, but it's going to be easier for people to believe it because of the persona that he put out there, that he was such this asshole. So I don't know. Hopefully the Illuminati can save him. <laughs> All right. So I want to go ahead and talk about this entire situation that's going on with Meg the Stallion. Once again, she's trending. Her and um, Jay Prince got into it last night and Carl Crawford. <laughs> I can't stand saying his name. I don't know why his name is such a tongue twister to me. But um, nobody, nobody at all. Here comes Jay Prince. So let me go ahead and read to y'all what Jay Prince had to say. Give me just a second here. All right. So this is from the desk of Jay Prince. He says, for years, I hold on, for years, we stood by quietly as MTS and her management at Rock Nation has lied about Carl Crawford and the 1501 label. The truth is that Carl discovered, developed, and fully financed MTS early in her career, which led to a life-changing distribution agreement for her with 300 Entertainment. 
from 1501's earliest agreement with Megan, long before MTS was a household name. 1501 generously agreed to give Megan 40% of its profits, which is substantially more than any customary record royalty that a new artist receives from a record label. Why am I reading it like this? <laughs> any attempt by MTS or Rock Nation to portray a contract that provides a new unknown artist with 40% of the label's profits as unconscionable as, uh, or unfair is blatantly false and contrary to the customs or the norms or the norms in the music industry. In fact, we have seen several RN contracts and RN pays its new artists a customary royalty that's significantly less than 40% of the profits that 1501 agreed to pay bag. Then he goes on to say this. In fact, no, next part. Accordingly, any statement alleging that 1501's contract with MTS is unconscionable um, and blatantly false, contrary to the facts of the custom. I think I read that part. Hold up, child. He's writing so much. Okay. In addition, MTS has consistently and intentionally breached her 1501 contract with impunity for years in ways that are too numerous to list here. From entering into agreements inconsistent with her contract, falsely claiming publishing shares that belong to 1501, failing to notify, account, or pay ancillary uh, revenue, releasing albums of outtakes and previously released material, and falsely claiming that she is out of... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this whole situation is funny no i'm gonna keep reading and falsely claiming hold up uh <laughs> that she is out of her contract and now falsely alleging that 1501 leaked her album when the album was always intended by megan to be released on 819 and where the leak actually hurt 1501 as much if not more than megan rendering her claim to be suspicious and nonsensical. <laughs> then he goes on to say, every lie we tell incurs the debt to the truth, and sooner or later that debt must be paid. <laughs> All right, y'all, so that is... So that is what Jay Prince had to say about the situation, child. He was mad. I don't know. Nobody asked him to say anything. Nobody asked his opinion. Uh, last time I checked, 1501 was getting sued. I'm starting to think that Jay Prince has stake in 1501 because he's a bit too invested and a bit too angry. But um, so then Meg the Stallion, she decided to respond. Child, here goes her response. Go ahead and read this. So Meg says, I only respond when people say my name. So all them weird old comments about I'm looking for sympathy and attention is dead. Talk to me and I'm going to talk back when I feel like it. I don't need validation from the internet, but I'm not weak either. Beat me in court, not in the comment section. Then she goes on to say this. Like, for this man to keep getting on the internet with his backup to talk like he made... Like he made me is ridiculous. Was you writing my songs? Were you with me in my dorm room recording me rap? What about all the rapping out the side of my mama car? Thanks, Cyphers. I ain't even know you. 
<laughs> then she says they keep signing people and everyone got the same story. Go find all the girls and guys that started over there with me and some of the girls after me and ask anybody in Houston how that man is a fake ass nigga. Talk so much shit about Jay Prince and now y'all are besties. Okay. And then she says, if you want to be real, I developed 1501. Like for this man to keep getting on the internet. Okay. Then that was the same thing she was saying. Okay. Then she goes, when my mama died, I knew a bunch of hood niggas who had just started a label for the first time. were not going to be able to manage me properly. So I got with the rock. By this time, I was a bigger artist and I asked to renegotiate, not leave. What was wrong with that? That man is greedy. Then she goes, I'm so over these grown ass men trying to take credit away from the work that me and my mama put in the beginning of my career. Me and my mama developed my career. I was already known for freestyling and I was already working on Tina Snow before I got to 1501. So that is what she had to say. And then, of course, Carl Crawford, <laughs> Carl Crawford, he done came out. He got something to say, child. Last tweet. Now she's trying to cause division in between me and Jay. Talking about I talk shit about Jay. We know T. Ferris told you that because clearly me and you never had to talk about Jay. Ever. Me and you never even talked about this stuff. So stop laying in bed with your fat fucking friend. T. Ferris, listen to all the shit he's saying to you. Because that shit ain't true and you're making yourself look bad. Ain't nothing fake about me, baby. I still live in the hood right now. Shit. I went back. I'm, I, I stayed right in the middle of Houston. Shit. Man, Megan got herself looking bad. She don't got me looking bad. You call me whatever. The last I'm gonna need him to change his smoke detector. Y'all hear that beep in the background? That chirping and shit. Chirp, chirp. Change the smoke detector, okay? So Megan ends up clapping back. She says, "Carl, you 40 plus. Who from your age group would I know where you from? I was born in San Antonio and I was raised in the dead end. Ask anybody that know me and my granny." <laughs> These people are just weird. Okay, then she goes on to say, um, talking about I'm playing niggas. I was at school in the middle of the South Side. Fuck are you talking about? Now you on the other hand left now you on the other hand left Houston when you was 15 to go play baseball. So you actually never spent no time in the hood for real. If you got no stripes for and you get no stripes for beefing with a woman. Is anybody else tired of these people? Or is it just me? I'm tired of this horse. I'm tired of uh, damn this crawfish. <laughs> tired of Jay Prince. Tired of Tory Lanes. His little ass. I'm tired of this whole crew. I I'm just tired of all of them. They've all gotten on my nerves. I wish they would just let this play out in court at this point. They keep dragging stuff. <laughs> they keep dragging stuff to the internet, and they're all in their feelings. And the whole time. <laughs> Not the not the crawfish emojis. <laughs> not the crawfish emojis. Like they keep coming to the internet with all of this. Just let it play out in court. Megan is suing them for a million dollars. They're talking about counter suing. 
Then she got the whole case still going on with Tori. I mean, the whole situation is a mess. It's a straight up mess. I mean, we're going to have to start a Dragon Ball Z uh, uh, series. The crawfish and the horse. (laughs) And it's so funny because it's like he talks about everything but that damn uh, drowning incident at his house. Nobody has talked about that at all. I'm still trying to figure out how two people drown in your pool. And nobody, like, everybody forgot about that? I ain't forgot. Remember the five-year-old? And remember that was Erica Banks' girlfriend at the time who jumped in to save the five-year-old? They both ended up dead. And then Erica Banks' career started popping off a little bit. I'm just saying. The whole situation is a mess. Yeah, see, I forgot about that. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. It's funny that whenever he does interviews, nobody talks about that. Like, how do you feel about that? Do you feel bad? How's the family of the five-year-old doing? How's Erica Banks's ex-girlfriend's family doing since that tragedy that happened in 2020? It's like they keep deflecting about this whole Meg Thee Stallion situation so that way everybody forgets about that drowning that happened back then. I don't know. Like I said, I have no dog in this fight. I'm not a fan of any of, any of these people. I think Meg, um, you know, I've, I've already told y'all how I feel about Megan, so I'm not no fan of hers. Um, but I feel like they do keep starting stuff with her. And then when she claps back, she's wrong. I think at this point, they need to let this play out in the court system and let the court decide who's wrong and who owes what. Okay? But I just find the whole situation a mess, a straight-up mess. So now I want to go ahead and speak on this whole situation with FM Mika. Been out here for 45 minutes. Please hit that like button, y'all. We have close to 10,000 people in here. Please hit the like button. Let me read some of these super chats here. Uh, oh, 40 Shorty sent $49.99. Thank you so much for the super chat. Appreciate you. They say, thank you, lovely T. Please let the ladies know to look out for flyers on cars, napkins, Zip ties, literally anything on your car. Be aware. Keep your head on a swivel. It is scary out here. Yes, we talked about that in the last um, stream that I did about the whole human trafficking thing. And people definitely need to watch out for a lot of things. And we've been posting stuff on uh, my Instagram page to just keep people aware. You know, so there's a father whose daughter was having all these zip ties placed on her car. And so we have posted that video. So if you guys have not seen that, that's on my Instagram page. So thank you for the super chat, love. Let's see here. Just Kendra says, hey, T, I was at the Tea Sipper live event, big and pregnant in the pink dress. <laughs> oh, I had my baby yesterday. We're in the hospital now watching you. Love you, sis. Oh, my goodness. Congratulations on having the baby. And thank you so much for coming to the event. It was a few of y'all that came pregnant, child. They were like, we, <laughs> we're not missing this event. They came through big and pregnant. So that is so dope. You had your baby. Congratulations. We got another little baby tea sipper in the house. Let's see here. Uh, Deshaun Turner says, hey, lovely. Um, how are you? If you talk about it, what do you think about Harry Styles and the new King of Pop mess? Um we posted on Instagram. I think nothing of it. He will never be the king of pop. End of story. Moving on. So, and, you know, my thing is people get mad when Chris Brown says it. 
And I think Chris Brown, you know, minus all his stupid cokehead antics, I think he has more lightness to the king of pop than Harry. Can Harry Styles even dance? Maybe I've missed something. Can he dance? I know he can sing. Can he dance? Because that's one thing Michael Jackson was known for. He could sing and dance. I've never heard anybody talk about Harry Styles dancing skills. I'm just saying. You know, so I just, I'm not, no. King of pop, sit down, sir. Just be the king of England and move around. <laughs> you know, everybody wants to take, you know, Michael Jackson's place. You can't. He's an icon. You can't never take his place, Prince's place, Aretha Franklin. Those are icons. That's it. That's all. Yeah, I seen that. I thought I just, I don't even think his nephew should even addressed it. Because no, they were just doing that for attention. You know, there's a whole thing now with a lot of folks where they're mentioning certain celebrities' names, not even because they believe what they're saying. They just know it's going to trend. And they know that black rage sales. That's why a lot of these designers do stupid shit. We're going to put corn rolls in a, in a blonde hair, blue eyed model's head and call it, you know, the, the Cinnabon rolls. Like they do stuff because they know it's going to cause black outrage and it's going to go viral on Twitter and Shea Butter Twitter is going to be mad and he's going to get views on his latest song that he's dropping. So stuff like that. It's like you can't emotionally react to everything. Because our emotions are not being monetized. And that's what people need to understand. Black people's emotions are being monetized. So a lot of things like that, foolishness like that, I ignore it. If I was Michael Jackson's nephew, Harry Styles wouldn't have got anything from me. That story would have been dead within 24 hours. But because the Jackson family, well, the main Jackson, is crying about it and upset and, and ranting and raving, now that gave him an extra few days. So we got to remember that. That when people monetize, you know what I'm saying, our grievances. Wait, somebody said, hold on. Ange clicks in 20 says, I think I've seen him doing more interpretive dancing. Yeah, I've never, <laughs> I've never heard of him being like this outstanding dancer. You know, so I don't even.